0: Time for bed!
1: But Christmas is tomorrow! I'm too excited to
0: sleep! Would you go to sleep if I told you a bedtime story? Okay. Twas the night before Christmas, and Mommy and the kids were worried about Daddy when they heard about the bus crash on the radio. But Daddy came home safe and sound, and it was the best Christmas ever. Yay! However, everybody on the packed bus died, and their family spent Christmas Day identifying bodies and planning funerals. What the F? Christmas Carol Catastrophes, a podcast about the oddest Christmas songs ever unleashed on an unsuspecting public, starts November 17th. No, really? What in the actual F? <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to Bots Like Us. I'm Martin, well known to my friends as Marv, and this time I am speaking with Philip Catherwood, who is the writer and creator of the audio drama The Dialogue. Hey, thanks for speaking to me today, Philip.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: Thank you. And should I give you the full name, Philip, or shorten it to Phil?
0: No, Philip is fine. Marv.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's fine as well. (laughs) Cool, cool. We've
0: established that. That's good. (laughs) You have to establish these things straight away. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Philip with one L, actually. I'll put that out there in the universe. A lot of people spell my name with two L's, which is meant to be the proper way with quotation marks, but no, one L.
1: Well, that's how I've written it on the show notes. Perfect. <laughs> which, uh, uh, you know, before you know, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go away straight away from this, but I'm going to tangent straight away. But go so I've it. got that, and then I've got the music writer. So is Stephen Catherwood your brother
0: or related? Right. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, well done for, for for getting that because his his stage name is the Steve Experiment, which is I, f- I think we put that on the on on our show notes. Um. So well done for finding. Him. But yes, that's my brother, um, my older brother, who is a musician, and um, he was the first and only person I thought of to do the music. Uh, when I decided I was doing a audio fiction podcast, um, and just messaged him up and just told him the premise, and off he went and wrote a theme tune for it. Great. I mean, it it does work really well. It's got, yeah, breezy. So um.
1: Anyway, we'll get to the good to the questions as they are at the moment on the thing. As opposed to asking you how you what your history was is or what your knowledge was beforehand, which is what I would normally do. I'm going to ask with the show history. So where does the story come from? Was the idea originally to be, did you have an alternative idea for the story, or was it always intended to be an audio drama that it is?
0: Definitely, it was always meant to be an audio drama. And actually, practicality wise, that all came first in terms of so the two actors that you hear in the show, they are my friends and I live with them. Uh, They've actually since moved out since we started recording it. But at that time, we were all living together. They were acting. I'm a writer, first and foremost. So, always wanted to write something for them. One of them bought a microphone just before COVID happened um, and that as soon as he bought that I was like this might be something so even before COVID when you know I thought a lot of people were doing podcasts and audio dramas I thought this might be something today and then obviously COVID happened and it very much was like a lockdown project and thought right well we can't get on stage we can't make any short films let's you know let's do an audio project in our in our living room um, and the idea didn't come straight away. I was just like, I'm going to write something for them for like an audio project. Um, and then I just remember being out for a run. Can't tell you which day or anything it was, but usually when I'm running, I try to come up with ideas or think about writing projects because to take my mind off the how tired I am <laughs> while I'm running. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I, it was definitely, it was during one of the lockdowns that we had, I think the second one in 2021 uh, during COVID and just me running around just thinking how mad everything seemed, especially during a second lockdown. It's like, is is this life now? Are we just gonna have a lockdown every year? Blah, blah, blah. And then I thought like how mad that would seem if I was like telling this to my my younger self back in the, yep. the late 90s or something. This is this is where my mind rolled away to. And then I thought, well, what if it wasn't my younger self? Because you know, maybe like he'd be too young and wouldn't really understand what I was talking about. What if I was talking to someone who was my age? that I am now in my uh it was late 20s at the time and like what would they make of like the pandemic when when you just say oh by the way there's a global pandemic it just sounds so dystopian and doesn't sound real and how, would you be able to comprehend that and that's that's really where it started from and then obviously during lockdown you had all the uh the zoom calls um that we got so used to you know that we were doing more than ever um and i just thought yeah well if what if you were just chatting to someone online and then you realize that they actually weren't in your time they were in the past and that's that's very much the basis where, where the idea came from and uh as soon as i had that idea i was like right this is the idea that i'm going to work on with my my actor friends
1: it reminded me saying the dystopian future thing reminded me of um what is it uh, callum's um uh, Callum's thing about uh, the flying cars. Oh, do we have flying cars? I think he says something like that, doesn't he, in one of the episodes? And then I think, I think, uh, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but in the second season, when you've got somebody that's from another time involved, he asks them if they've got flying cars as well. And he's got this thing about, well, it's the future, so we must have this, we must have that
0: yeah i mean it's if you remember if you ever remember let's say about 10 20 years ago thinking about the future what and trying to imagine what that would be like and then uh thinking about that now and being like oh i was so stupid i really thought we were going to be on jetpacks or i really thought that like cars definitely would be flying um and then you kind of get just like a weird mixed version you've seen like There's gonna be like Uber helicopters, apparently. You know, I've seen I've seen like videos of it. Like maybe that's our far future, but you know, (laughs) so they might be our flying cars. But um, yeah, that was the whole idea. Like obviously, if you imagine being that character in the nineties, uh, you can imagine what the first thing they would say. You know, and the first thing that comes to their head is like, "What's the future like?" And then being infinitely kind of disappointed with how kind of similar it is. It's only so the the. two characters to give a basic premise of the show um there's one character who's in the modern day which at that time was 2022 and he stumbles upon this guy on an online call that comes through to him he works as internet tech support um and they both realize that they're talking from different times so uh one of the guys callum is in 1999 and That's the gist of it, I suppose. But yeah, like the 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 long running thing of the series is them figuring out how this has happened, how they've been connected.
1: There you go. You don't need you don't need me to ask you what the show's all about now.
0: Sorry, yeah, yeah. I I jumped ahead. (laughs) That's
1: that's fine. That's fine. So uh, you developing the show. um, How did that? I mean, so you come up with the idea of the show. And you want to do something with your two mates that that initially, because you're in lockdown, you're creating this. Yeah. So did you have the idea all in one go or did it come over time? Did you have to sort of like develop it a bit more from just, did you have, was it just an initial idea of, oh, I want to do this. And then it developed over time. And also some creative people, when they create these things and they write them, you have like rewrites and other things that you took out i mean i think this is interesting for people who might be looking into doing audio dramas for instance themselves other things that you took out that you thought wouldn't work for the for it or would make it not quite what it needs to be and and what made you decide upon those ideas or those bits if you did have them to take them out and to stay what you with what you had
0: yeah, no, well, it's interesting to ask about, I, I suppose, just the creative process in general in terms of, of writing, and that's what I want to be known for, if I'm honest. I am a podcast producer just by default, but um I want to be known as Philip Catherwood, writer. um So basically, I mean, yeah, it was 2021 when I came up with the idea, and as soon as I came up with the idea, I started writing the scripts, and it was just really helpful, me and my... Uh, my friends, who the, the actors in the show, we've been friends for a long time. We've have worked on each. Uh, that's how we met. We met like at a on a theater production. Um, so we kind of have a, like have a really good shorthand and good working relationship. So whenever I gave them the scripts, we just did a little script reading in my in my living room, and they just gave me notes straight away, feedback, and I I took that all down. And um, we did a second reading after that where they like literally changed lines on the spot. You know, that, that would sit that what i thought would sit their characters so that was how we rewrote the scripts it wasn't just me kind of going through drafts and everything it was it was a really nice like they're they're kind of they're more comedic actors i would say yep. um and they do a lot of improv stuff that they're really good at so that just helped it was almost like you know you see those comedy movies where you can tell like a lot of stuff's been involved and it's really funny um that's kind of what we did, although we just improved a lot until it was written on the script. And then that's the that's the script we went with for the, the final draft. Um, but it was always, you know, it's interesting you say, did you take anything out? Yeah, obviously those are the things that we took out. If it was just generally not a funny line and they made it funnier. Um, but plot wise, I don't know, it all always kind of remained the same. And also uh, it was always written in mind because I'm not very tech savvy in terms of sound effects or this is my first audio drama that I've ever done. Yep. So I wanted to make it I don't want to say simple as possible but just definitely yeah, I I didn't want it to take place in different rooms or different locations. It was always meant to be specifically geared towards an audio adventure that have it be very um yeah, simple where it's just two people talking. It's almost as if you've like stumbled upon their conversation. Um However, you've done that, you know, like stumble upon their online conversation, and you're just listening in. And they do go to different locations, but usually, you know, they're just talking about that. And that that was always the idea of the format of the episode. It would always be them two at their computers talking to each other. Um, and some things do happen. And yeah, the second season goes a bit more um, barmy, but yeah, um, that was. It's always I've always tried to stay true to that format, where it's it's literally just a conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I asked that as well, because of the fact that it's very, um, it's a show where if anybody's interested and hasn't heard it, it's easy to just binge. I mean, in this culture that we're in now, it's its a yeah. binge culture, essentially, nowadays yeah. for, for entertainment. And because the episodes are tight and they're not yeah. very long episodes either, you just go in and, and like you said, it's almost like, Back in the 70s, which is well before your time, but with a phone call, sometimes you'd have what was called a party line, and what happened then was, you'd be on the phone, and you can hear another, you can hear other people's conversations going on on other phone lines, because that's right. when you used yes, to have manual, yes. when you used to have manual operation, manual operator yeah. service. So they used to have like the old little cables that connected one call to another and they'd accidentally probably have one one phone connected to those two call that call by accident yeah so they were called party lines back then so it's almost like you're listening in on another line to these two people or in the case of season two very slight spoiler three people on a call then yeah you know it's it's like that it is like you're listening in and that's why it, it works really well as an audio drama because you are listening in
0: yeah exactly and uh yeah uh like i said that uh, like i can't imagine this being a tv series or a film even though it's kind of one of the main questions everyone oh, are you going to write a tv script for it and you no know, maybe i should like uh, in a career sense as a writer i don't know but I I really wrote it thinking this is going to be a podcast and only a podcast because it really feels like it's just back and forth dialogue um, between people on a voice conversation and that gets me excited you know like thinking this could only be a podcast you could only tell this story um, uh, in a, like an audio drama sense.
1: Well, the problem is to give away a bit of a thing is the fact that they're on a, they're on a call, so mm-hmm. essentially all that you would have. Because that's another good thing, is that anything else that happens off the calls, you don't know about. You find out through their dialogue and talking to each other of, oh, I've done this, I've done this and I've done this. You don't see that happening because all you get is the call. yeah So if you had it as a television show or something like that, all you would have essentially three different people in different rooms talking to each other on a phone or a computer.
0: Yeah. And I suppose if if you did um, transpose it to TV, you know, you you would show those like scenes where they do leave their rooms and do some of the things. But I think that would lose a little bit of the magic, I think. Um, you know, I, obviously, and I'm glad you mentioned the, the length of the episodes. That was very deliberate. Like I wanted to re- make something that was very quick. I was listening to audio dramas and there are like some short episodes around like 15, 20 minutes. They're probably the shortest ones, but. I was like if we can get some of the episodes just under 10 minutes yeah you know, it's like you say you can binge it or if you're just looking for a quick fix of of an audio drama compared to some of the bigger ones uh, and more part to them you know there's some out there they're like proper anthologies and the episodes are like 45 minutes DNR but I think it's just really nice to have the dial-up as well um with little bite-sized episodes like uh, I I keep saying um second season is a bit longer uh the episodes are about Uh, 10-15 minutes on average but yeah the first season's much quicker and that was you know that was due to like production thinking production wise thinking you know with no money behind it and we were just doing it ourselves in our living room so it's like right let's get this done uh, as quick as we can to get it out there
1: I mean it's, it's not it's not you know it's understandable you know that these things would work like that because even with people who are you know top Audio drama people such as um, Lauren Shippen, for instance, who did the Who did the Bright Sessions incredible yeah. series? Yeah, amazing. Uh, something that she's doing at the moment called Break a Whiskey. That is a show that is at tops about five minutes at the most mm. as a show, and yeah. that is basically just somebody leaving messages on a almost like a CB radio, right? Essentially. Yeah. To so, and she's leaving messages on there, and eventually there's somebody responds, but they're only responding by Morse code because they can't oh, talk. Okay, nice. So but they're only short episodes as <laughs> well. So yeah. The, there you've got somebody who is well known for writing a big production like the Bright Sessions and uh Bridgewater and things like that. Yeah. But then at the same time, she's experimenting with this shorter length. So yeah. in essence, I'm saying room for all of these things.
0: Absolutely and that's that is uh one of the massive pluses about uh doing audio dramas and and uh, uh audio fiction podcasts is you're not constrained by length you can it's kind of the same as whenever streaming came out whatever your thoughts of streaming are now um with the kind of the, the so many platforms but that was one thing that really did well for in storytelling terms whenever streaming really became big was you weren't constrained by length of episodes they could be however long they needed to be. Um, and that's the same with podcasting as well. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear those. There's like little five minute episodes happening. Um, that's even shorter than ours. Um, I'm from a, such a massive writer as well. So.
1: Absolutely. So scripting and ca- casting, we know that's basically the two of your friends uh, that you live with. But so then you've got the, the female character in the second season cross fingers she's in the third season as well
0: Ooh, i don't know yeah um (laughs) (laughs) because i don't want to spoil anything but yeah like so so we did the first season and um i wrote the series just thinking that was going to be it but we had so much fun doing it and got such a lovely response from people around the world which really surprised me um that's another plus about podcasting you can just reach a global audience so easily um so I was like, I, I really want to do a second season. I've got a good idea for it. And I always joked that the idea would be you would take the same character from the modern day. And instead of talking to someone in the past, uh, he would talk to someone in the future. And that was always the premise. I just joked that and said, oh, yeah. And and then people were like, that's a good idea. And I was like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to do it. So um, and it was never, like I said, slight spoiler, but um, it was never the idea to bring uh, the character of Callum back who is the character in the past um but he is my friend yeah. uh it was you know <laughs> yeah, I was easy access to it but I was just like um I thought it might have cheapened like the whole first series because um without spoiling anything yeah like it's that that feels like it's a closed ending but with the time travel nature of the show I just thought let's bring him back um but I would only do it if he was in, he was further along in time if he wasn't still in the 90s and we were still making 90s jokes so i was like right um uh he comes back and he's in the year two, 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 2003 um yeah so you can start making early 90s jokes and um everything that came along with that era and they're only like four years apart 1990 but it's it's amazing how different that era felt um to yeah so much happened in between those four years that they really feel like if you, you know you go into the new millennium everything was like the matrix and leather jackets and sunglasses. Everyone looked cool and, you know, compared to the kind of innocent feel of, of the uh, mid to late nineties. So yeah, um, that was the kind of basis for season two. Um, And keeping with the theme of working with your friends, uh, uh, the character of Dana played by my friend, Amy, um, who knows David and Craig as well. In fact, I met first in London, then we just, we're all a big friendship group. And, Uh, whenever I came up with the, uh, the character of Dana, she was the first person I thought of and she's worked before with David and Craig as well. So I just knew that would, um, be half the battle of just getting them together. And, um, I I knew their kind of relationship would work and I think it, yeah, it comes off in the podcast as well. really does. Hey, this is Chris from Podtastic Audio the show that I have created to help you create your amazing podcast. And you are listening to Pods Like Us. Casting and then
1: uh, music and sound. We've already touched on uh, your brother providing the music. Um, and then yeah. sound, uh, sound effects as well. Um, I mean, like you said, there's not, not much in sound effects, but what you have got there, um, where does that come from and how do you get it, basically?
0: I I just use all the the free uh, sound effects websites that I that I find, um, and that's worked for me so far. Uh, I said to you before the show, the third season that we're going to do, I'm hoping to bring a sound engineer on board who I've I've met throughout this whole process, and he'll hopefully have a. In fact, I'm pretty sure he does have a library of signs at his disposal, which will be really nice. Um. So yeah, but I I mean I I did all the editing for these episodes um and just needed to get the the sound effects and once again like i i tried to put as little sound effects as possible just because i knew my limitations as, as a as an editor as a producer i suppose um but i think i've done okay um i just uh i also used audacity that's what i used to um uh edit all these episodes and i've met some podcasters since who have kind of like Gafford at I me went, "What you did this all on Audacity?" And I was like, "It's a, it's a pretty decent <laughs> system to use." Um, uh and people have been giving me like other uh, uh other tips on what to use. I don't know, but it it worked out well for me. I I've I've yeah I've I've studied a little bit of editing. I, I did like a kind of like film and TV course, which obviously gave me Final Cut Pro. And um, I used to record music as well. Um, my brother showed me like a bunch of things. He is a musician as well, so it all came in handy when, when editing this and, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I knew how to kind of manipulate sound effects to make them a little more beefier. If I just got like a very simple sound. Um, and there's a lot of little sci-fi, uh, signs in this, which, um, yeah, I just, uh, find, I don't know, like a chime, a wind chime or something like that. And then made that sign sci-fi. So, um, that was good fun. Also stressful. Cause I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I think it, uh, <laughs> I think it all worked out in the end.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it works for the timey wimeyness of it. Say again, sorry. <laughs> I think it works for the timey wimey of it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That, that was me yeah. getting a Doctor Who thing in there.
0: Well, you, you, I, I, I know you'll probably ask what, what kind of inspirations I have. but Doctor Who is is massive. I, I hope that does show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a love letter to Do- Doctor Who. I think.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I also so I got that. Um, I got uh, I got elements of maybe Back to the Future in there, definitely with the mention of the uh, the, the flying cars because you know. <laughs> but um, to give it to give it away. bit. I purposely wore a jumper, and the only jumper I've got that's tiny, whiny is. And I'm going to have to stand up for this. Is it's a Christmas one, unfortunately,
0: but it well, is it's nearly the time. <laughs> it is
1: Back to the Future.
0: There oh, amazing! That, that is know, an awesome... DeLoreans for, uh DeLoreans. DeLoreans, guitars, flames. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's,
1: it. that's it. There we go. Something yeah, for back, the people the who watch the video.
0: Yeah, <laughs> back to the future. Uh, is this is this going out as a video as well?
1: Yes. Yes, you, this I will didn't. be going on I on didn't know Roku. that. I should, I should have done my hair.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I now, through a company called Pod Nation, they put this show out on Roku so people can watch it on streaming on television
0: oh cool okay well i can't wait to watch that back as well i thought i was just gonna listen to this back so oh nice Um, if you've got
1: roku then you can find it on pod through roku and then you find something called pod nation and there's all these shows there to to watch right
0: okay yeah i don't have roku but a place where i'm working for does at the moment so i might just put it on their screen (laughs) it's a theater (laughs) There's nothing just, to do just, with their
1: theatre. Just but, put yeah. it up. Just put it up there, and then everyone will go. Oh look, it's Philip.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll just advertise my own show and a, a theatre <laughs> that I work for. That's mad.
1: <laughs> so where was I going there? Music sound, and then um, yep, yeah, the logo. It it changes per season, doesn't it? So it was one one thing one time, and then I did a terrible version of the second season uh, logo as well. <laughs> uh so the first season you've got an iphone or iphone-esque uh mobile phone and you've got the motorola flip phone i think it is yeah on the first season and second season you've got you've kept with the iphone style the smartphone yeah and a that's a vr um headset is it
0: pretty much yeah it's um it's meant to be like smart glasses. Um, oh yeah. yeah, which have just kind of been announced by well, a few companies have already. Like a Google Glass was probably the first one that. Oh really... yeah,
1: because Dana mentions the smart glasses, doesn't she? I think in one of the episodes,
0: does she? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, in 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 the last episode, and and she says they replace smartphones, which I think might happen. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I I I hope they did actually, because I always think whenever I'm going out on, on my on my smartphone using Google Maps or something and you gotta keep looking up and down, I was like, I'd love like some lens or something like that 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 kind of directs me. And uh I think when Google Glass, it was a few years ago when it was announced and nothing really came of it or I don't think it's quite become mainstream, but I think um Facebook or Meta have um announced a, a model as well. And what's really funny about that is so the artist I work with is just from Fiverr um, yep. and I, I kind of scarred through um, podcasts, lots of podcast artists, and then just kind of find one whose work was just similar to the what kind of style that I wanted. And um, luckily I find him and he's done both of the seasons. And so I, I got in touch with him again and said, can you do the season two artwork? And like you said, the season one artwork was yeah, just showing the two different, ears uh contacting each other the smartphone and the Motorola flip phone. So I was like, let's do the same for season two. Um he's talking to someone from the future this time in 2053. 2052? Oh gosh, I've forgotten. <laughs> it's 2052. Um yeah. and I was like, well, what could that device be? What would she be calling on? Um and I thought, well, like an Alexa smart speaker or something like that. And I thought, no, 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 I really think smart glasses will happen. Um and he sent me back a image of just that looked like sunglasses um with kind of screams and it looked really cool and i was like i don't know they just looked like normal sunglasses let's do something more futuristic and the most funny thing that happened was whenever meta facebook mark zuckerberg did that announcement they looked like ray-ban sunglasses i think i don't know if they have partnered with ray-ban or something like that but um i was like oh my god my artist was right you know like (laughs) <laughs> and I corrected him and made him do something that looked proper futuristic. So I've I've become that um character in the show who's like, what's gonna happen in the future? Is it all gonna be, you know, like <laughs> flying cars and everything? And I, I've become that in my own show. Um, so yeah. Uh but yeah, I, I that that's just uh something I think will happen in the future. And yeah, like Meta has like since the show's released, meta's come out with that. I'm sure there'll be other manufacturers for for smart glasses.
1: You see. They were right with Joe 90 all along.
0: Joe 90, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a great... Um, I, haven't, I haven't seen loads of episodes of Joe 90, but my, my dad raised me on Thunderbirds, and uh, so I, I have seen Joe 90, and that's, that's definitely a great... as a great shite. <laughs> uh,
1: recording and editing, you've already explained. Mind you, I've seen... You, it almost looks really... It's really professionally recorded. It's almost like you record somewhere else because you get really good sound. But was it all recorded at,
0: at home then, where you are now? So the, the first season was recorded in our living room where I'm sitting right now, actually. Yeah. Um and we soundproofed it as much as we could. We just kind of like built an area around us and, and put some air uh, sheets. We didn't do the whole we didn't do the whole shebang. We just thought like, this is very DIY, let's do it like that, you know. And and if people complain there, they complain, but no one has, you know. And so it sounds a little echoey in the first season, but I didn't matter. I was like, if the writing's good, then hopefully people will just go along with it but for the second season i was like right let's let's do it a little more properly let's go to a studio and luckily my friend uh studied studied at a uh, middlesex university doing a sound mm-hmm. course so he just booked the studio and we did it in one day which people that's another one where people kind of go what wow. um wow. but that's how we did the first season like me and my friend uh yeah me and david and craig uh did it all in one evening season one. And that's just cause we were like, Let, let's do it. That's, you know, we're, we're, we're busy with other things. Let's try and get this done. So when it came to the second season, we, we went in with that mentality and maybe it wasn't the best idea, but I mean, we got it done. Uh, we ran a little bit over time, but not that long. Like, and people were tired and hungry at the end of the day, but we, we got season two done. And, um, thank you for saying it sounds professional there. You can definitely notice the, the quality shift in terms of, um, uh, yeah, uh, between season one and two. But um, like I said, I hopefully the writing and the actor's performances kind of like take you through that and you, you don't really notice as soon as you, you go into the second season.
1: Well, I mean, it works for the first and second season. I mean, the first season it works in a sense because the whole idea is that they are talking to each other from their own rooms, essentially. One's in a call centre room mm-hmm. and the other one is, well, the, the yeah. one of them actually isn't in a call center because he's going through the lockdown at the time. So he's probably yeah. remote at home as well. So they'd have that natural background sound anyway. Um, yeah. I know where I was going to go, but yeah. So, but then the second season, yeah, you've got really, really good. Both, both seasons sound really good.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I, I once again, I manipulated a little bit editing wise and, and just tried to, um, just tips and tricks that I've picked up from actually you know just like making sure audio sounds good for for whatever project I was working on whether it was a student project or whatever Um, and some people did help me with that as well so just tried to beef up the audio so it didn't sound like we were in our living room Um, yeah and hopefully you know compared to some other uh, audio dramas I've listened to obviously you can't beat a studio recording but um, yeah at least we did that for the second one and the third one and we'll go into studio again hopefully not one day like Maybe just two days or something like that, I think. <laughs> so we can yeah. give ourselves some breathing space.
1: I was going to say, I mean, you reminded me of, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't really say this because this is about me. This, bit. but, yeah. So I remember a, a good few years ago because I do some songwriting challenges occasionally, okay. Oh, cool. Um, uh, like form, which is during the month of February, you have to write fourteen songs or anywhere up to fourteen. Wow. Songs. Yeah. So one year, I decided to, in that period. That I'd book one day in a recording studio, a proper one that that I used to work at years ago. Yeah, and I thought, oh, I can do this. What I'll do is I'll go in there with absolutely nothing at all, and during an eight-hour session, I will make up four new songs and record yeah. them. And um, yeah. I did get it done, but they're not all that good. Not all of them are that good. Oh, but really? <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. I just felt it was a good idea to push myself to see if I could do do that sort of thing and see if I could do it. But
0: yeah, there's Absolutely. some nice
1: instrumentals yeah. there.
0: I mean, I, I was going to say that some of the best albums are made, isn't it? When they're kind of like time constrained or like, yeah, I just, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, that Beatles documentary that was on Disney Plus where you see uh, Paul McCartney writing, or was it, Get Back, isn't it? Where he's just like strumming on the guitar. And you can tell they're really tired and they haven't come up with the songs they would needed to. And Paul McCartney's like, right, screw it. I'm just going to start writing. <laughs> and, uh, and then they all just start jamming and then that's get back one of their like most famous songs. Um, but yeah, like um, to, I don't know. Yeah. To link that to what we did. it It's just, we knew the constraints of what we were doing. I wasn't paying my friends as actors, you know, I, I you know, I bought them all dinner afterwards. That was like the least I could do. Um, but I was just like, look, we've got the studio for a day. We rehearsed it like hell. We did like script readings over Zoom. And then we did a reading in, in, in this living room. This living room is such a dial up like <laughs> um, uh, place. I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, we rehearsed it the day before. So when we got into the studio, we were we were ready. Um, but I remember we got into the studio and uh, my friend who who studies there, uh, I don't know, someone had left it in a state the night before. So that's why we were delayed. Um, so we didn't start when we were meant to start. So I think that kind of like, um, fed into the, like the an- anxiousness of the day. Cause we were already nervous. Like, are we going to be able to do this? And then we ran behind schedule. So, but I'm, I'm glad we got it all done. Um, yeah, the, the outtakes are funny. I, I will say, yeah, we're going to release like an outtakes episode. And most of the outtakes are from the end of the day when everyone's getting a little lightheaded and can't remember their lines or yeah. Um, yeah. So did everyone go in separately to do
1: their dialogue separately, or were they playing off each other with all three of them in the same vocal booth?
0: No, they were – so the, the the studio we used, it was actually a music studio, so there wasn't really much uh, in the ways of separating them, but we didn't want to do that. We wanted them beside each other, and that came with its own uh, – I'm sure this is maybe like a you know an episode of how maybe not to record a podcast, but, you know <laughs> – if, if you want to make it more difficult for yourself, but, um, things I'm learning all the time. Yeah. But I, I mean, we did the first season, the, the microphone had a two way directional thing. So, yeah. you know, they were in the same room. So I was like, let's do the same for season three, season two, sorry. But like, like you said, you know, it's, um, the way the dialogue is and the way they interact with each other, they really bounce off each other and, uh, cut each other off a lot. And um, that's the way that's, that's very deliberate the way it's done. So I was like, no, they have to be in the same room. Um, and then I got I got three the three separate microphones, I got them sent to me, but they didn't match up. Um and I don't know what happened. Like I yeah, I've never had to do this, but like I said, it's first audio drama. Um and I asked the guys and they were like, no, no, it should it should match up. Um so anyway, I had to kind of just put them in uh right beside each other and then really like manually like splice it until the, the audio really matched up. It really should have been done apparently automatically, but I uh yeah, that took a long time at the very start of editing um i'm sure maybe a bit of the, the signed engineers listening to this now going uh, maybe even yourself Marv, you would have been like you could have just done this um and maybe i'll message you in the future mark for any technical help actually
1: <laughs> i think there's some better people to contact than me probably
0: no um, no I'm, I'm messaging you mark <laughs> oh you said like the 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 signed issue we had just before this call i i don't mean to spoil but yeah, like we. <laughs> um, what, what happened, Mark?
1: <laughs> all because the Wi-Fi box was next to the mixer for the microphone.
0: Yeah. That and all it, it was. It, it did sound like, I, I I know you were recording from the start. I definitely take like a sample of that sound because it, it's, it's so funny. Like it happened for when you're talking to me about this show, about uh, miscommunication or like, yeah, uh, Connecting to different times and different places because it sounded quite eerie and it sounded like a bunch of people talking all at the same time. And I was like, "Is that what Wi-Fi sounds like?" is that—that's <laughs> true. That's the true go- sound go- of Wi-Fi. I'm going to have
1: to put that in post.
0: <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've, I'm giving you extra work to do, but uh, it was quite—it was quite <laughs> creepy. It was quite eerie, but cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I've got Thank that to you. do now. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Edit this all right. Edit. <laughs> I don't know what you want to yeah. do. <laughs> so welcome to and volume for all a deeply reverent and lovingly irreverent exploration of the history, philosophy and future of the greatest music in the world. Heavy metal. I am your cinnamon host, Crunch, I guess, Quinn.
1: Uh, recording and editing on uh, well you've just done a really good explanation there of editing uh, yeah but yeah. um yeah i've had editing issues before now as well when i did the uh i said to someone before when i did the james bond group chat uh yeah. last year because last year was 60 years of uh dr no the first bond film right, i, just, I yeah. thought oh it'd be great to get yeah. a group of people together and i and i just i think i did something yeah. a bit wrong really I put out an invite and said, oh, you know, you can all do this. And then I put the link in a public feed, you know, so I put it out on Twitter, right. you know, this is right. the link in a normal post. Instead of having like a private group, I thought, oh, there's the post. And then yeah. I think there ended up being 10 of us in the chat. Yeah. And and I had it on Zencaster at the time. So then at the end, I've got 10 different feeds of people's voices and there were some issues with one or two of them where they kept coming out and coming back in so I had different one person for instance I had four different (laughs) audio files for that person and I had to work out where in the show that these parts were so I had to think right where does that go where does that go where does that go where does that go and I'm like okay so it's almost like a jigsaw with that person yeah and then people talking over themselves as well The episode ended up being longer because everybody was coming out. So few people coming out with really good things at the same time, Mm -hmm. but you can't have them talking over each other because it's just like a cacophony of noise. And I thought, what can I do? Oh, I know I can splice this and elongate it so that everybody gets the saying that are interesting, but they're not talking over each other. You can hear it all distinct, you know, you can hear it all really well.
0: Well done. Well, yeah, I'm sure that took a long time. Yeah. And a yeah, lot of, yeah, yeah, a lot of energy. Yeah, it it does. Yeah. That, I mean, that sounds much harder than what I had to go through. I'm actually feeling I'm, I'm good about myself now.
1: <laughs> yeah, You're okay till you uh, get to 10 people. Keep yeah, going. exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so pr- promotion then, promoting it. You, you've done a really good job of promoting it on Instagram,
0: for instance. Thank you so
1: what ways have you promoted the show
0: yeah um I, i've just know from the first season when i was finding my feet with like promotion and everything like i find instagram was the, the the kind of big driver for it so I've, I've focused on that and actually with season two it's it's weird it's kind of swapped and i find like twitter is um in, in terms of like other audio dramas willing to share your work and stuff like that it's um but i find yourself on instagram marv so yeah like i'm i'm, I'm a fan of both and uh but definitely the stuff uh, we made for, I have a friend who does a lot of video editing work. So I, I just asked if he would come and record us on the day. And then um, we did uh, cast and writer interviews with myself as well. Um, and that was all done in the kind of with Instagram in mind and Instagram reels and, and putting videos up just so there was some behind the scenes content because for the first season, it literally was just me doing caption videos from the episodes. And I was like, no, I'd, I'd really like some, yeah, like some FaceTime with the cast. And so you can kind of put a face to the voice and just, so I had something to post on Instagram as well to keep people interested or, you know, uh, people who haven't quite listened to it yet. If you keep putting the stuff out there, they might go, okay, yes, I'll, 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 I'll get into this now if they still follow the page. So um, it's, it's quite interesting. It's um, I've, I've definitely noticed like we, you can see on, on the, the, the app I use your listener numbers, and it's definitely season two's definitely gone up. Um, but I'm kind of uh, I'm in a weird position where it's like I know it's not the be all and end all uh social media and like it's not it shouldn't be a driver of your success because you actually see the numbers of people as much bigger listening to it um rather than actually engaging with your social media. And I just yeah, I've had this thought quite recently where I'm like, I hardly engage with stuff on social media. Um, as a viewer with anything that I really like and and what I mean by that is I don't comment on a lot of things and say, wow, it's really great um and that might be for like a big Marvel movie or like an indie thing you know I, I just kind of like see it and kind of go and then go about my day and so I, I see that we have a lot of Spotify listeners and followers and I'm sure a lot of those people just listen to the show and then go, oh, okay right time to go to my job now or like do whatever they're doing and so I'm I'm yeah, like if I'm like, oh, we don't have enough Instagram followers. We don't have enough Twitter followers. I'm kind of like, well, I know there are other people listening to it who don't need to actually engage with us directly. So I know that I'm making the show for them and there is an audience. And um, you, yeah, you're, most of your audience you probably never, ever hear from directly and you don't have to. So um, I'm just glad those um, statistics are out there. on um, on uh, We use Spotify for podcasters, which yep. was formerly Anchor. Um, and they're, they're, they're pretty good with their analytics anyway. So it's just good to know. Yeah. We have, we've, have, I think over 500 Spotify followers. I think it might be a bit more nice in season wow. two. I think it might be nearly a thousand. So that's awesome. That's, that's much bigger than I ever thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah, I've, I've enjoyed making those little Instagram reels anyway. Um, it's just been really nice. Um, cause yeah, they are my mates and it's good to like showcase them. Um, as actors and as as the funny people that they are, and probably do it for season three as well. I don't know what we have planned, but yeah, I'll do more like Q and As and more uh, behind the scenes stuff.
1: That's a good idea. I mean, if if the if the engineer as well that you that you're hoping to get, you, yeah. you could also always do a thing where if he's creating a sound for the show, you could actually put a reel up, for instance, of him doing the Foley work for it, maybe.
0: Yeah definitely uh i mean josh my friend uh, he, he kind of recorded the whole day that we were in that recording studio and i think he still has more stuff um than he could show so i might just get him to do the same thing like you said like every little detail um for season three just like and then that becomes like a little one minute instagram reel where it's just like oh this is how we did the sound effects this is um, how we did the dialogue this is yeah um it should definitely do more of it, but also I'm sure you're very aware as well. You're on Instagram and, and all the socials. It takes a lot of your energy and you just want to focus on your on your work, you know. And there's there's literal companies who just have marketing teams, you know. And <laughs> when you're doing it yourself, I'm sure any podcaster listening or watching this will attribute and, and completely get it drains you a little bit. So um uh thank you for noticing or thank you for saying the the, the social media stuff was good because um really nice. did try with it this season as well
1: let's face it all of us that are doing these these podcasts without a big team behind us yeah you've got the problem that you know we're doing this because we love doing it but we also have lives with other people involved that we have to allow time for as well
0: yeah and i i don't beat myself up about it if i feel like the social media side isn't going well or it's just like oh this didn't get as much engagement as this thing because like social media it's the thing is it's just as good as podcasting your your episodes are always there people can listen to it any time and people can go on your instagram and just flick through and go oh they don't really care if the post was from last year they kind of go oh this is oh this is a great little supplement to it i suppose um so this has become like a little bit of advice for social media i think i i do think it's important actually yeah if any podcasters are listening um i know you can get yourself down and oh, I'm not getting as much likes as, as some other Instagram show or, um, Instagram podcast, but, um, as long as you're making the stuff and, and you can kind of like, uh, promote it in the future, you know, Instagram is everlasting. It's not going to yep. go anywhere. Social media is everlasting. It's all a very fluid thing. So, um, as long as you're getting the content on there, yep. um, it's good.
1: Yeah, that information is still out there. J- James Gunn should have realised that and deleted it before all that stuff was found.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be careful what you put on. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a that's a good side note. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't believe I said that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so,
1: so next one. I, I mean, I, I always I always like this because I'm a big fan of time travel related media. Uh, so, what are your personal with this show? Do you have rules w- for this? D- d- for them talking about talking between time, have you set rules there in place that you that you that you follow with the writing?
0: Um, not really too much because, um, I'm I'm not going to really sell myself as a writer here, but definitely the whole tone of the show is two people who don't know a lot in terms of science or physics or time travel in general. You know, they're very much your everyday people. And the the story's a lot, a lot about friendship and finding someone new and and, and really connecting with them as much it is as it is about science and and time travel, which I'm a big fan of anyway in science fiction. Um, so the tone was always meant to be very lighthearted and not take itself too seriously and not take the science very seriously. But then you still have the the, the central character uh, Lewis, who, you know, lists lists all the other time travel rules of back to the future you know it's like don't tell anyone that we're talking right now because you could change things you know and it's you know like the butterfly effect you know you change one thing in the past it'll it'll erase his future or he's worried that things will start disappearing like his family or like a building will disappear because of what Callum in the 90s does in the 90s uh something he might change but you know that's why I put in there's an episode yeah bit in the episode where he carves his name into a tree yeah, in the 90s so he can see it in the future. Yeah, I, I stole it. Yeah, I stole that from Doctor Who. Like you can, you can probably, you can probably tell a lot of things that I stole from Doctor Who, or or um, pay homage to. That's a, like a Quentin Tarantino kind of thing, <laughs> you know. Um, the it's I think it's the fiftieth anniversary special where he, where they get stuck in the prison and he writes the he carves the message so that someone can see it in the future. It's a his, the companion at the time Clara isn't it um, so I just I just thought that was a funny like little motif where it's like if he yeah how, how could they connect that's what I was thinking um, and the thing that makes it unique is that uh, to do another little spoiler it's that they are talking through time but they're also in the exact same place they're in the same building so I just thought what could they use around them to communicate to kind of prove to each other that you know one of them's not making it up um, so yeah like he carves the, the thing on the tree uh, from like 30 years ago, and then he sees it in the future. So um, little things like that, just to put in to like hint um, at how the time travel world works. But I didn't really want to focus. I want to focus more on their relationship. And I think the second season, it gets a lot more scientific because one of the characters is a scientist. And um, she, another slight spoiler, she is the one who created the wormhole that connects all of them um and that happens to be in their building uh over the three times that they're in so you got 1999 uh 2022 2023 and then 2052 and they're all connected by this wormhole that she's created uh so yeah it was it was very apparent it was very deliberate to be like let's let's amp up the science fiction and the time travel aspect of the show but still keep into the 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 roots of the show where they just talk about nostalgic things and where they compare each other's times and yeah, uh he's like disgusted that she's eating mealworms, but you know, she's okay with it because, you know, it's it's actually quite normal for her in that time, you know.
1: So what is your favorite time travel media then? I mean, would that be Doctor Who and, you know, already yeah. mentioned Back to the Future? I mean, have you you got any others that you that you love?
0: I mean, I I, I do I just have to say Doctor Who is the trumps everything, if I'm honest. Um and I'm sure anyone who loves time travel will have experienced that at some form or other, but, you know, I, I've, I love the Russell T Davies era whenever he brought it back in 2005. And a lot of my writing, I think is definitely influenced by that in general, because I just, I think he's a great writer. You know, he, he's someone I aspire to be because he, he loves science fiction. He did Dr. Who, but he did it in a really grounded, dramatic way. Um, and did it with really, yeah really good characters obviously the doctor himself but all the side characters as well um and he goes off and writes other very hard-ending dramas like it's a sin you know and then he's coming back for this iteration of dr who for the 60th anniversary which i'm very much looking forward to it's airing this saturday isn't it the um, yep. are you a fan yourself I've not asked <laughs> i am yep, yeah very much yep nice yeah. so um yeah that's definitely up there but um twilight zone I think is it's a great kind of example in terms of just the way those stories are told. And, you know, I, I haven't seen all of the episodes of Twilight Zone, but I definitely grew up watching it. My dad was a big fan. Um, so sometimes episodes would just be on and I would, I would catch an episode or two. Um, and yeah, just little, yeah. Cause just, cause Twilight Zone is always about little talking about tight storytelling, you know, they have, you know, they're, they're very short episodes and they have to say so much and deal with massive science fiction plot in such a short amount of time that was definitely an inspiration um and obviously you know they they do a lot of science fiction tropes but obviously time travel is one of them um yeah and back to the future obviously because it is the quintessential time travel story it, and quite rightly you know it's amazing how much in other time travel things that have been taken since takes from back to the future it's, it's not quite um spoken about how much they invented of the kind of like time travel lexicon, you know? Well,
1: they, they even, uh, they even uh, reference back to the future in the, um, uh, Avengers end game. I think it's yeah. mentioned, it's, yeah. it, it's mentioned in there. A lot of these films where they'll, where they'll talk about time travel nowadays, they will basically say, Oh, but like, like, like back to the future yeah uh, y- y- they even say oh like back to the future in in these films so yeah y- you know that they're inspired by that
0: exactly it should be if anyone's ever thinking of writing a time travel story there is a myriad of stuff you can watch but you really should start a back to the future that should be your starting off point and then you can do whatever after that but um in terms of making a like a light-hearted adventure um it's just very good yeah it's 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 definitely up there. Um, yeah i i can't say yeah it definitely just because this, this is a british um show as well podcast show you know doctor who there's not too many british sci-fi stuff apart from hitchhiker's guide and red dwarf yeah. to an extent and all that you know there there obviously is but not like widely known i would say like the a global audience you know i think doctor who is the biggest one uh i'm sure someone can name a bunch of stuff you know but um probably yeah uh it was it was Made with kind of like British sci-fi uh in mind, yeah, and to be inspired by that kind of stuff, you know.
1: I, w- I wish I'd done my research now because there is a show uh I watched. I watched a couple of episodes a bit back in the day, and I wish I'd have finished watching the series. But there was an attempt at a time travel show that starred the EastEnders actor Michael French, where what he used to do, I think he used to. He used to go back 24 hours Mm -hmm. or something to try and change something or other, but I can't remember for the life of me what it was, but it was a decent premise of a show.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. There's, there's been, there's been a bunch of stuff like, uh, like things on ITV ever since Dr. Who came out, you know, they did, you know, that kind of like Saturday tea time slot of like uh, British sci-fi shows. But um, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, well, Doctor Who's up there, and I'm excited for it coming back. Honestly, um, this is just an advert for the Doctor Who 60th anniversary. This He's it's, it's really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I'm. I'm I, I work for the BBC. <laughs> if
1: if, if nah, Russell yeah. wants to send wants to send some money, then I'm,
0: I'm, I'll give him back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they don't need us at all. But yeah, no, uh, it's. No. <laughs> they really it's really exciting. Don't. It's exciting, anyway.
1: I'm going to shout out a film while we're just talking about time travel. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the HG Wells novel, the you know the the time machine. That's superb yeah, film.
0: That's another quintessent. That should be a starting off point. Actually, it is. It's it's one of the ogs. Yeah. <laughs>
1: have Have you ever seen the while we're while we're in that sort of area? Have you seen the um, the film Time After Time with uh, Michael McDow- Malcolm McDowell? No and uh, david warner so no. david warner plays jack the ripper okay yeah. and so this is the late 1800s and yeah. uh malcolm mcdowell plays um hg wells who actually All has right. a time machine oh wow okay. in, in his basement and uh jack the ripper somehow or another gets into his basement and uses the time machine to go to go to 1978 i think it is yeah or somewhere around there yeah and then hg wells goes and chase goes and follows him into the 1978 to go and find him and the idea is to bring him back but i'm not going to give away any more about that oh, but okay yeah. there's an interesting one that people might not know of
0: it's malcolm mcdowell did you say yeah
1: yeah, yeah. i've got the... a friend
0: who's a big fan of him he always tells me his movie so i'm gonna quote him. i'm gonna say to him do you know this? I'm sure he does. Yeah, I'm sure he's seen that movie and the kindless others of Malcolm McDowell's movie. So, um, uh, I'll quiz him on that and see. That's a good idea.
1: If he yeah. doesn't know about it, you could you could have one up on him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know more about you than Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, um, he is. Yeah, I uh, I, uh, I went to uni with with uh, with him, and uh, he had a big poster of Malcolm McDowell. So yeah, <laughs> that's how I know he loves him, and he talks about him all the time. Yeah. One of his favorite
1: actors. Hey, it's Rena, host of the Better Call Daddy show, where I interview guests, share the stories with my dad, and then he weighs in. And you're listening to Pods Like Us. So, uh, you, you know, we're, we're, I think we could skip number 11 on the list of tips for creating audio drama, because we've it's already been like a tutorial for, for audio drama producers, I think
0: absolutely yeah no you're right yeah we have covered everything and like it it, covering all this it feels like um it's amazing how we got this made because um it's very much a diy do it yourself let's see what what happens and we tried to keep that mentality for season two as well even though we you know stepped up a lot of things in terms of recording going to the studio um and we'll try to keep it for season three as well you know because yeah I'm, I'm funding it myself so i'm trying to find all the best creative ways to do it um but in terms of like i don't know yeah advice for anyone just yeah do it and i uh, mean everyone's creating podcasts at the moment you know but um some people might feel that they have limitations but yeah no like like we've said you know i you know we did this in the living room and you just got to believe in your writing and your your passion for it, and that always shines through. And audience members um, realize a lot of like limitations that people have at the moment, you know, because um, everything's franchised, everything's shared universes, and and big, you know, corporate companies on streaming. So people actually do recognize that a lot of indie creators, whether it be podcasts or films or TV, whatever, um, have these limitations, and it's not easy to break in. And and they they, as long as the story is good and they can kind of be involved with it as well in terms of social media and stuff. So yeah, I know I've kind of sounded it like I knocked it a while ago, but it is important, you know. But as long as you involve your audience and, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's yeah that's half the battle. Just um getting your work out there. Just just do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that that basically would be the, probably the, be the same exact for the next one, which is advice for anyone wanting to start a podcast you'd say exactly what you've just said, basically. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And um, it's a, it's, a, it's it's interesting whether, it depends whether you're doing because I know you, you um, interview a lot of non-fiction podcasts, which is like the bulk of podcasting, I suppose. You know, um, audio fiction is quite a small um, corner of that, um, and it is growing, that's the thing. I want to do a shout-out as well, because actually we, the Dial-Up has just joined... The Apollo Podcasts Network, um, uh, which is a platform for purely just for audio fiction uh, podcasts. Um, So it is a platform that you can download onto your phone. um, And all you just have to type is Apollo Podcasts and it'll come up. And uh, yeah, you can listen to a multitude of uh, fiction podcasts on there. But also they have a subscription service called Apollo Plus, which the dial up has just joined. Um and you get to listen to the dial up and lots of other fiction podcast shows. Um ad-free. Um, there's a lot of bonus content on there as well. And that's what you pay for in the subscription and and lots of the shows. So that's something I'm in the middle of at the moment is um editing a bunch of bonus materials that we've done um when recording season two with Apollo Plus in mind. So um yeah, we didn't run adverts anyway, so whenever you listen to the podcast the dial-up on Spotify now it just comes up with a a message at the front with um about Apollo plus um but all the the bonus content if you want to listen to that that's going to be on Apollo plus um yeah like exclusively for I don't know how long and then maybe we'll, we'll release it you know on the main feed but um yeah it, it don't we don't have a patreon yet or um any of those kind of or ko-fi um coffee how do you say it coffee yeah. <laughs> i sound like such a i know, I know you know it's a co fire coffee
1: <laughs> i can't remember i know they have buy or whatever it's called that's um, the one is, is it called yeah, co- or, is it called kofi i, yes,
0: I know that's, that's
1: how, i know that's how the americans spell the name kofi
0: yeah all oh, right okay yeah no it's um yeah i just know it's that one yeah i, I don't know if it's the same as because the idea is yeah donate three you know that the, the dollars whatever yeah the price of a coffee but i you know it's spelt ko-fi as in sci-fi you know so yeah. is that how you say it anyway so we don't have that and i'm really hoping apollo takes up the bulk of that because i would love to do patreon and and things like that um but i'm really excited by apollo because it, it seems to be like a really good amalgamation of all those things that podcasters are using um you know what's the advice for fiction podcasters or what what do I think needs to be done. I've always said when I started there needs to be a good platform for fiction podcasts. Um there already is obviously that's what makes podcasting so great. You can just get an RSS feed and then it goes on to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and the people are really impressed by that and it's like wow you're on Spotify you know and that that's so cool. But um it's just going to, I think Apollo plus as it grows, it's just going to be so good because it's, it's just fiction podcasts. It's a platform that's exclusive just on your phone separately from Spotify or which might help it in terms of, cause like all the other podcasts are on there, but this is, this is fiction podcasts. These are audio stories and um, yeah. Uh, I kind of lost my train of thought, but that's, that's what, yeah, that's what the fiction podcasting world needs is that, yeah. Like exclusivity. Um, so yeah, I I really excited to see where it goes, and um, hopefully it'll lead to bigger and better things on Apollo.
1: I think taking as well from what you've already said while we've been talking mm-hmm. uh, as another piece of advice to go to is like 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 Philip has you learn while you're creating as well. So your show will end. Don't 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 be scared of adapting to situations so that our show starts or how you start your show it can change over time so your quality of show will change as it goes along as well
0: absolutely yeah and just to reiterate that like if you if you listen to any other interviews with fiction podcast creators who maybe started their show around the same time I did or a little bit earlier you're gonna hear the exact same thing. Which is like, oh, we listen back to our first season now and we 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 cringe, you know, and the quality of it is so much different uh to how it sounds now. And it's so true. Um, and I think the important thing to take with that away from that is what I've already said is I think audiences are just much more um understanding of that now, especially podcasts, especially for fiction podcasts or whatever podcasts um might work for different mediums, but they just know that. A lot of people do have to just start from nothing, um, and even if, like, if, if it's a non-fiction podcast, you, you might preface it going, "Sorry about the sound qualities; it's for this reason." Blah blah blah. Creators are just becoming much more open uh, with their audiences, and just I think, yeah, modern audiences at the moment are just going along with that. So you don't, you shouldn't be afraid of of bad quality, and obviously, you should strive to make it better as the further you go along. But just know that, yeah, that the. the yeah, the important thing is getting your stuff out there first and then improving as you go along and definitely adapting to whatever situation you're in. But just knowing that you're passionate about your work. And if, if you are, then that will always shine through. Absolutely.
1: So with that in mind, what sort of podcast do you like to listen to yourself?
0: Okay, well I'm I'm really strange with uh, with uh, as a fiction podcast creator, but I like a lot of people listen to football podcasts and um anything to take my mind off uh or just to, to wind down, you know. So it's a lot I listen to uh, a lot of news podcasts, all the kind of, you know, like newscast and uh the, the one from the Times newspaper and the news agents and all that. Um and I'm a massive football fan, so uh I listen to the totally football show and the BBC football show. Um, and so I, I, a lot of my podcast listening, I do at the end, end of the night. Um, and I, uh, when I'm pretty much going to bed or going to sleep, I'll leave it on and just uh, use that as kind of white noise to go to sleep. I always find it interesting how people consume podcasts, whatever podcast it is like throughout the day or, or whatever they're doing at the gym or on a run or something, or just walking to work. But that's when I listen to my podcast. I re- Definitely listened to so much more audio dramas since I started doing the dial up. Um, and just like the dial up, my favorite genre is sci-fi, anything to do with time travel or space travel or anything like that. So um I'd like to do a shout out for we were talking just before recording, weren't we? Like um a lot of the shows that I like remain in touch with are shows that started like pretty much at the exact same time of the dial up and have had like such a good like little dialogue with them. You've got the Dex Legacy, which I think is um, a really good, uh, almost it's kind of like a space Game of Thrones, very epic multi-character show set far in the future on another planet. It's really it's really cool. Um, You've got Haunted, the audio drama, um, which is a really good like anthology-based show. And we were talking earlier about yeah, you got the Dial Up with bite-sized episodes. They are huge you know they, they've created hundreds of episodes and all with really cool original stories um and, and different stories as well they're very inspired by doctor who as well and the x-files i would say um but every story of theirs goes to a different location a different monster that they're dealing with um with just like these like really cool fun central characters so um if you're looking for audio drama to listen to for days on end that's one you should definitely Listen to. And then the Chronicles of Wild Hollow. Um, yeah who I know you've had on the show before, um, who that uh, their their show is awesome. And I just want to shout out their their artwork because their continued just artwork that they 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 share on social media and everything is is unrivaled um compared to so many other podcasts. So um their name should be uh spoken about a lot more. Um yeah, and I I've, I've just noticed recently. I don't know if you've seen on the uh, there's a lot of adverts. I, I live in London, um, on the tube, there's been adverts for like, um, the new Buffy audio series. Yep, Slayers, Slayers, yeah. Yep. And I was, I never, I never watched Buffy when I was younger. Definitely, I mean, I was definitely on the TV, but I was never like a massive fan, so I can't really, um, relate too much to it. But I'm really glad to see that as an audio series gets so much. Um, attention as it has obviously because it's Buffy and that it was massive back in the day but just in terms of seeing an audible I know it's audible and they are the biggest company but just in terms of seeing that on an advert on the tube you know that that speaks volumes about where audio fiction is going and hope I hope it just keeps getting better Um, and bigger basically yeah
1: Shout out to Amber Benson there for the writing on Slayers. She's an incredible writer, and she was she was in the series Buffy as uh, right. as the as the character Tara as well.
0: Right. Okay. See, this is going over my head because I don't know any Sorry. of the Buffy characters apart from Buffy and Angel and Spike. Yep. Well done. <laughs> I watched a bit of it. I promise. Yeah, but <laughs> Buffy, Angel, Spike, and
1: Tara. He played Tara was played by Amber Benson. Yeah. Right. Okay. Alison okay. <laughs> Anigan played Willow.
0: Willow. That's yes. I remember that character now. Yes. Um, and see, they, actually, no. I, and wait, hold on. Giles. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anthony, maybe I was Anthony a fan. Stewart Head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm just a secret fan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm letting on that I never watched it, but actually, I really did. No. Um obviously it was, it was massive back in the day. My, my point is that it it's awesome that it's an audio series and it, it's getting as much attention. And maybe that is what needs to happen in terms of just like it, whatever your thoughts of it are. If like, say like a um, stranger things, audio series came out, yep. I would definitely listen to that, you know? So it's, it's just good for the medium in general, I suppose. Um, and just uh, can only help maybe my audio series and other indie audio creators. If more people are, on the likes of Audible, and um, uh, then they'll go on Spotify and go, oh, I want to listen to the other shows, and then they might find mine, and they might find your show, they might find, you never know.
1: I mean, I, I, I listen to, um, um, on, on Audible, there's, um, there's French and Saunders, they do a show called Titting About.
0: Okay, cool. Love French and Saunders. So and yeah. that's, and th- that's
1: basically just them full of anecdotes and things that, you know, I mean i mean the the first episode that was about about medical and you know and that it was probably a bit too honest with some of their medical things that they've gone through,
0: oh really okay
1: uh yeah, I think it was Jennifer Saunders or, or no, dawn French was saying something about you know a, a handsome young doctor shouldn't be going there,
0: oh right, okay, they go very but,
1: but, but we'll leave, we'll leave now, it yeah. at that, shall yeah. we
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm checking it out. Yeah, I'm going for it.
1: <laughs> anyway, so where can people find you, Philip, and how can they get a hold of you?
0: Sure. Yeah. On um, Instagram and Twitter are the best places if you want to follow along on social media um, to the Instagram reels that we've already mentioned. It's yeah. dial up pod, all one word. And that's the same for Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then just search for us on Spotify or where, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're everywhere. It's the dial hyphen up. I can't stress the hyphen as much yeah. as I can. It actually, yeah. There's a few other podcasts that aren't um, audio dramas uh, called Dial, or there's like Dial Up Bros or something like that, that just dial up. But um, I put the hyphen in there because that like dial up internet has a hyphen in it. So I was like, right, that's that's what the show is going to be called. It's not going to be anything different. It's the dial hyphen up. So yeah, make sure that hyphen is in there and you'll find us. In, like you said, the logo is a smartphone uh, opposite a device, so that's what we look like if you want to find us.
1: Yep. And uh, thank God we don't have the sound of dial-up nowadays.
0: Oh, but it, it's nice though because it's like at the at the it is um, for anyone who hasn't listened to the show. It is uh, our opening theme. I open the show with the dial-up signed. That's nostalgic, isn't it? It is. it is annoying. It is annoying. But <laughs> yeah. it, it's funny because at the time during dial-up internet, you were like, oh, so, yeah, it was so annoying. And then, you know, when you tried to pick up the phone when you were using dial-up internet, yeah. it, would, it would give you a horrible feedback. So I'm sure it was a very annoying at the time is what you're alluding to. And now I'm like, no, this is really nice. We all we were all really happy with dial-up internet, but maybe we weren't.
1: <laughs> it took ages to be able to connect. I do. It still exactly. does sometimes now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Dial up dial up is still a thing. That was something that I was maybe going to explore writing the show. Like well, maybe I still will. There's a third season coming up by the way, just to do a little shout-out with that. I um I haven't wrote the scripts yet, but um anyone who's listened to the show is waiting for season three. It definitely is coming. Um I'm just working on some other writing projects at the moment that I haven't been able to do because of the dial up, but um I definitely will hopefully get it done at the start of next year. Um and, yeah, the second season actually ended in a big cliffhanger, which I won't say. Just definitely go listen to it. Um, but all everything will be revealed in a third and final season. It is going to be the last one. So
1: Yeah, it's, it's got a bit tricky because um, I found this with a few audio uh, dramas that I listened to. I've made a decision now that with the notes that I do, because everybody knows I write a blog about what I listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've made a conscious decision with a lot of audio shows now, audio dramas, I will purposely try to, uh, in some ways, I almost don't put anything down any anywhere at all detail-wise because the problem you've got with a lot of audio dramas that aren't anthologies but they carry on a story that carries through is that there's the danger that whatever I put could potentially spoil people's listening and they'll be like oh god i know that's going to happen now i don't need (laughs) to listen
0: so that's fair enough yeah i i I totally get what you're saying we've 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 had to talk about things in my show because you know like it you have to explain it but also they are spoilers i suppose but um uh yeah no well let's let's leave that last spoiler completely free then like that if you want to be completely surprised by the ending of it. And it is a big surprise in terms of the overall story. Um, please do give it a listen. Um, and it feeds directly into what will be season three, um, which I know I, I have a rough idea in my head how the whole story is going to go. But I'm very excited to write it. All I will say is it will just continue the same format of comparing times and and look into the past, look into the future. Um, uh, but yeah, there's there's just more to come from it. Let's just say that yeah, there's much more. Yeah, and even if you do hear spoilers and
1: and that, it's not going to spoil the show completely because one of the best things about it is the dialogue between the the characters.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. I yeah, I, I I yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, definitely. Like a lot of the good stuff about it is just like the jokes between them and the the lightheartedness of them. If you think it is like a super serious sci-fi drama, it, it it is, but it's also very funny as well. So, um if that sounds uh right up your street, then definitely check it out. Um and like you said, the the episodes are bite-sized. You can listen to it on your walk to work or walk to the gym or whatever. Yeah. It's um it's a nice fun bite-sized series.
1: Especially the first season. You could probably you could probably watch that on one one commute to work. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for speaking with me today, Philip.
0: Absolute pleasure. No, thank you for having me, um, and for so long as well. We we really chatted, um, so thank you.
1: Yeah, I've enjoyed it. That, that's why we've talked for so long. I think is yeah, because it's just yeah. you know it's talk. You, you, you don't want chat. to cut it, do you? If you have a good yeah. chat, then you don't want to cut it off.
0: Yeah. No, thank you, and I hope we've we've covered I, I, we've covered so much, haven't I? But I feel like have I sold the series? I don't know, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think so yeah i think so yeah definitely um get out there and check it out and uh, i should probably go and write season three right now shouldn't i i don't know
1: (laughs) or finish that play that you're supposed to be finishing
0: yeah yeah i'm writing a play at the moment yeah i'll um yeah i'll write yeah it's good to be writing let's just say that it's nice (laughs) it's good to
1: have work
0: yeah exactly yeah um but thank you marv thank you
1: no problem. You can find pods like us on uh Instagram, Twitter, threads, and TikTok. And we can be contacted through pods like us at gmail.com. If you go to Patreon, even though you've not got one, I have got a <laughs> Patreon <laughs> nice. and it costs a pounds per uh, one pound per month, and you get extra bits and pieces like uh just today. I've put up a, a review of that I mentioned to you, uh, tomorrow's monsters, a yeah. an audio drama, and I've got a review on there and some other bits as well that i've put on there what else have i put on there recently oh i've put a a hack or a tip for people to do with sound as well uh which is like a cheap one so we're we're, i'm using a pop shield but it's like an alternative that you could use it's an old studio trick that people can use if they want to and it cuts down on some like popping sound when you use p's or b's and things like that it's sort of like helps with that so little bits like that i had on there that don't go on the main feed really
0: oh cool okay you've totally sold it i i want to learn that trick so i'm gonna subscribe to your patreon <laughs> one find <Wow. pound>. that's <laughs> that's easy lovely
1: <laughs> thank you very much
0: yeah yeah let's go for it yeah
1: <laughs> anyway thank you everyone for listening and hope you listen again to another episode of pods like us what the heck is going on there?
0: Hello? Hello? I'm here. So right. I can hear static. Yes. Charlie yeah. Trump. I can hear that too. <laughs> you want me to mute myself and see if it's me?
1: I think it's me. Okay. I think my cause I've had to move all this room back again because it was all in a different order. Right. Okay.
0: <laughs> you gotta figure out.
1: How the heck am I going to do this?
0: (laughs) Gone. Oh, perfect. There we go. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) The
1: the Wi-Fi box was underneath the 4-track
0: recorder. And I was picking it up. Wow, that's what Wi-Fi sounds like. That's, uh, <laughs> that was disconcerting.
1: It's better than what dial-up used to sound like.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>